In five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Everything You Need to Know About Music, where I, Jason, today am by myself in the studio, and we are going to do something during this Corona COVID-19 time, and that is essential albums. So I thought what we would do is take no more than 15 minutes, which for those that know me know that's going to be incredibly difficult, but in 15 minutes or less, an album that you have to know and not one that you probably necessarily would know, but it has to fall under certain criteria. So number one, it has to be listed on Rolling Stone's top 500 albums of all times. Number two, it has to be in the Robert DeMiri book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. And it also has to be an album that isn't a greatest hits compilation because that's kind of cheating. So it has to be a single work of art, a single body of work from a band or an artist that is, in my opinion, and the opinion of a lot of others that I've pooled, essential. So who are we going to start with today? We're going to start with George Harrison's All Things Must Pass. And this is an album that many uh, Beatles fans would know of, but I don't think they would know maybe some of the details that we're going to discuss today. All Things Must Pass was a huge effort for George Harrison. It is a triple album release, meaning there were three vinyls inside of this album when it came out. And it is really all of his work that he did, all of this songwriting that maybe got passed up by uh, some of the members of the Beatles to not be included on some of the albums, some of the stuff that he did for some solo projects that never really got produced, and then some of the stuff that he just did because he just started writing when he went up to upstate New York to visit with the band, which was a, a big band, a big folk band that was so inspirational to a lot of these guys that were coming after the psychedelic and the British movement of the late 60s and getting into true uh, kind of folksy rock with a deep meaning he started to write like that. So when we look at the production of it, this really started to be written back in 1966, 67, some of the songs really coming through in 1968. And even some of the songs that he presented to the Beatles, they passed on and they said, mm, it's not quite to our level of you know what we want to include on some of our stuff. So he held them back. He wrote, two songs on the album with Bob Dylan, one of which is the opening track to, uh, to the album, which is I'd Have You Anytime. And he also wrote Let It Down in late 1968 with him as well. The band inspired the title track, All Things Must Pass, along with Hear Me Lord and Let It Down, which we'll, we'll cover uh, when we get to that part of the album. And in the Beatles' Get Back rehearsals, when they actually were starting to figure out what songs were going to go on the album for Get Back, Let It Down and Hear Me Lord were one of those songs that they, they passed on, which in retrospect is oh, a, you know, a, a terrible tragedy, but worked out great for George Harrison. So what I want to do is just get right into the music and let's start talking about which is the biggest track off the album, which is one that so many Beatles fans know, and even some Beatles fans claim it to be a Beatles song, but it isn't. It is a George Harrison song, and that is My Sweet Lord. Song number two on the album, but by far the biggest hit. 
and I'm going to let it play for a little bit, and then we'll talk about some of the components of it. Obviously, you got George Harrison on the vocals, the acoustic guitar, and the slide guitar. The second acoustic guitar is played by none other than his very, very good friend, Eric Clapton. And in fact, Eric Clapton is on every single song of this entire album. On piano, you got the great Billy Preston. On another acoustic guitar, you got Tom Evans. On drums and other percussion, Ringo Starr. On another set of drums, Jim Gordon. And on the... Uh, wonderful Hammond you got Bobby Whitlock phenomenal keyboard player just listen to this now we gotta talk about the copyright infringement part of this because after this was released in 1970, in 1971, there was a copyright infringement suit filed against George Harrison for copying the song by Ronnie Mack, which is He's So Fine. And if you know the Chiffon song, He's So Fine, you'll think to yourself, that doesn't sound anything like My Sweet Lord. When you start to dig into it, however, there's a lot of similarities. Not a lot that you would hear right off the bat because they're two very different songs in the way that they're uh, structurally put together with girl voices versus guy voices and when you've got you know, different keys. But the way that this copyright infringement was, was issued, it was kind of said that the two songs were so similar because of the patterns that they followed. There was an E major followed scale versus a G major followed scale, but the tempos are similar. The 5-3-2 uh, the descending major scale and the tonic key progression was the same, et cetera, et cetera. And the other side of the argument, which I happen to stand on George Harrison's side, was, well, in that case, how many songs then have been copied year after year after year that follow similar patterns? Music is that way. In a way, every reggae song would be the same song, or, or every uh, Calypso song would have similar elements to it, or blues, which is always in you know, the one, four, five key progression. Are they not all copying each other in some way? What some people have even done is they've slowed down My Sweet Lord to match key and tonality to the chiffons he's so fine so when you play them side by side they can sound very similar for example if we do it this way But this leads me to then further say how many DJs are out there who know how to do this, where you could bring down the beats per minute to match the song that came before, or change the key or the tone a little bit to make the song sound the same. We could almost do this with two very similar songs of any kind, but sadly, George Harrison lost the lawsuit and had to pay about $1.6 million in royalties, and is just one of those things. 
moving on, the next song I want to talk about is a phenomenal big hit for him as well, which I think just goes to speak of how the, the, the guitar riffs that he used to use with the Beatles and how those filling little uh, progressions that he would go to and the little slightly distorted guitar that he would play, he plays it beautifully throughout this song and this album, especially this first side. So we're going to go to now, What Is Life? Quintessential George Harrison licks right there. George Harrison on the vocals, lead guitar, acoustic guitar, and slide guitar. Eric Clapton on the rhythm guitar. Bobby Whitlock on the organ. Jim Gordon on the drums. I mean, just a solid lineup of people. Because I'm pressed for time, I can play this song forever, but I'm going to lower it a little bit and talk about if you were to look at the cover of George Harrison's All Things Must Pass, you would see that he's sitting in an empty field. It actually happens to be a field uh, behind his home um, in England. And around him are these garden gnomes, and there's four of them. And I think it's meant to be the four Beatles, and here he is sitting in the middle, now kind of emerging from what was, and that is that all things must pass, meaning this is the end of an era. This came out in 1970. The Beatles had just broken up earlier in the year, and all things must pass. And now he's kind of on his own, doing his own thing. He was always looked at as the quiet beetle. And now here he is front and center. And so when you go to the title track, All Things Must Pass, one of the maybe wisest and most beautifully, brilliantly written songs from any Beatle. I'm surprised this wasn't included on any Beatle album, but this title song from All Things Must Pass has the folky beautiful rhythm that George Harrison is known for with just these incredible lyrics. And this is really where he shines and starts to get into this kind of folky stuff. This is all things must pass. keep going. All right. The next one I want to cover is I Live For You. Another one in the same type of vein. Oh, listen to this. He can really write a love song. Only you keep my eyes open wide. 
Next one I got to go to is If Not For You, which is another Dylan-inspired song that he wrote with him. Listen to that. That's got Dylan written all over it. Now, this one's got George Harrison, Billy Preston on the organ, Ringo Starr on the tambourine. producer on all of these songs was Phil Spector and you can hear that wall of sound that he's famous for there's so much instrumentation always in all of these songs as simple as they are they're very full and lush alright I gotta move on I gotta go to my favorite song on the entire album which might be a surprise to some people because of how many good songs are on this album but he starts the album with My Sweet Lord as track number two, after I'd Have You Anytime, which is the big hit. They puts it right up front. At the end of side four is another gospel-inspired song called Hear Me, Lord, which, if you really take the time to listen to it, it's just captivatingly beautiful. Listen to this. And especially the bass line. It's just incredible. It's a simple, simple progression. You've got Eric Clapton on that gritty uh, electric guitar. But Carl Rattle on the bass and Jim Gordon on the drums, incredible. This is one of those songs that it just didn't make the cut for the Beatles, but it's so funny because it sounds so much like something they would have done. It was passed, which uh, for the album, for Let It Be, among so many of the other Harrison written songs, but it's just fantastic. And you could tell, I mean, there's so many themes that run through All Things Much Must Pass, and his relationship to his spirituality, whether it be God of the Christian faith or whether it be some of the Hindu and, and Buddhist things that he followed, they're all scattered throughout this, whether it be through these songs or even sprinkled into some of the other ones that aren't as direct. He is struggling with a new chapter in his life and in his career, and it comes out beautifully, and it's a pouring out of 23 tracks, three albums in one incredible, incredible album. So I'm going to try to sum it up and leave it there and say that if, if you haven't had the chance to listen to All Things Must Pass by George Harrison, it is truly an essential album. And if you get a chance, check it out. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>